1: Hey, it's Jay Zawoski. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I'm Fab Podcast. This last winter, I spent most of it writing a new book about the Chicago Blackhawks, and it's finally coming out on November 10th. It's called The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the Chicago Blackhawks. If you're interested in picking up this book, you can get it at any traditional book retailer, but I encourage you to check out independent booksellers in your neighborhood or online. Go to bookshop.org or bookiesbookstores.com to order your copy of The Big 50, the Men and Moments That Made the Chicago Blackhawks by me, Jay Zawoski, forward by two-time Stanley Cup champion Dave Bolin, out November 10th from Triumph Books.
0: Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh
1: snacks are, uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man
0: ate all our shrimp
1: and two plastic
0: lobsters. And Rick Camp.
1: Out the mist
0: came a beast more stomach than mine welcome into to another edition of the i'm fat podcast i am rick camp alongside fellow fat jay zawoski jay i'm looking outside as we normally start with random weather things that nobody cares about why if you it, turned into ed
1: farmer all of a sudden by yeah. way? Jay? i'm looking outside friends <laughs> uh it
0: there's snow on the ground jay i know it's not really sticking but i understand the time of year but it was just 75 this week why the f- is it snowing?
1: <laughs> well, uh, it is October in Chicago. Remember, it snowed on Halloween last year like a lot. That was, uh, yeah, you never know, you never know what you're going to get. You got to be prepared for both. So, Monday, wait, no, what day was it? Thursday was the day I talked to Stan Bowman on the Madhouse podcast. And so, I was in my basement basically from 7 a.m. until like 3 p.m. So, interview was at noon edited it did all that social media all that stuff so i walk outside it was like 80 degrees out i was hot like what the hell Mm -hmm. it's a summer day and then that night it was like 40 i'm here for the cold though i don't care as long as the snow is not accumulating like it is in minnesota i'm here for a little bit of snow why not could you pick up that name please what stan bowman yeah well, yeah, could, we are stop uh, seventy five on the Stan Bowman <laughs> podcast. Tour.
0: It really was not impre- it's it's really the most impressive thing he's done in a while.
1: It re- well, it's well, never mind. I want to be nice because I want him to come back on the podcast, but it's one of the few things he's done in a while. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to the I'm Fat Podcast. Rick and I always appreciate it. Email us, I'm fatpod at gmail.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at I'm Fat Pod, Patreon.com slash I'm fat pod, and our T public shop. Big news, fats! T Public is having a site-wide sale starting this Wednesday through Saturday. All classic T-shirts are going to be thirteen bucks, beep, and beep, everything beep. else is up to thirty-five percent off. Very important if you're going to buy from our T Public shop, check the link in our bios. The link tree—that is the specific link you need to visit if you want to help the podcast. The other thing I found out, Rick. Okay. If people visit T Public with our link. And then buy something from another shop, we still get some money. Oh, okay. Yeah, someone bought like a like a like a never Trump T shirt. I'm like, well, we don't sell those unless Rick's been, my <laughs> <laughs> <by-by-back laughs> posting designs. Uh, so yeah, if you're ever shopping at T Public, try to use our link. But the, our link tree. Uh, is in all of our social media bios click that it'll take you right to our T public shop 35% off and $13 classic tees starting Wednesday through Saturday so set yourself a reminder on your phone we'll make some social media posts about it as well Um, so yeah there's good stuff coming up and here's here's the thing real quick notice got a note from T public this morning saying hey if you want to come up with a holiday design we'd like to have it by Friday so if anyone in our audience our I'm fat podcast listeners wants to come up with a holiday design for us feel free email it to us I'm fat pod at gmail.com and if uh, we choose your uh, design we will we'll find something for you we'll figure something out but it'll be cool it'll be worth your while and uh, we'll give you some publicity so do that I'm fat pod gmail.com if you have a holiday I'm fat podcast uh, t-shirt design for us one last thing
0: to always remember subscribe rate and review the podcast if you have not done All three of those things, they help us out greatly in terms of exposure, as well as doing the thing we always ask you to do, tell a friend, Yeah, because, you know, we're gluttons for
1: everything, including people and listeners. Well, Rick, here's something that happened to me this weekend that I did not expect. Okay. So everyone knows by now that I live in Homewood, and Homewood is the home. I know. Homewood is the home of the original Aurelio's Pizza. And you may have noticed, I don't talk about Aurelio's too much. I like it. I don't love it. It's fine. I don't think it's great. There's Sometimes I'll have it. I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't really like the combination of sauce and sausage or whatever. But this weekend, I really had a taste. So had a couple friends over for an uh, outdoor uh, fire pit, you know, eat pizza around the fire and hang out and chill sort of a thing. So we ordered a Fiesta size, which feeds five to 6 <clears throat> yeah okay we'll get to that in a second uh my half is just sausage which is my go-to order the other half was tomato spinach and garlic Ugh. And, and for some reason i'm like you know what that sounds good rick i'm gonna tell you that is the best slice of aurelios i've ever had really and i don't know if it's just the maybe i've always thought the sauce was not tomatoey enough Or maybe I didn't didn't think they used enough garlic. Whatever I didn't like in my brain about Aurelio's was remedied with this slice. So next time I get Aurelio's, I'm going to get sausage and garlic and see if that fixes it. Or maybe sausage and tomato and see if that fixes it. Because it'd be really great for me to be this close to Aurelio's. And they've got a great rewards program, by the way. If you download that app, you get like a 10 bucks off within like two pizzas. It's great. Um I really like to like Aurelio's more than I do. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to see what it was. I have a feeling it was the garlic. I think adding the garlic to the pizza is what made me turn the corner on Aurelio's because spinach I could take or leave. Tomatoes are fine, but damn it, Rick, these slices of Aurelio's with tomato, uh, spinach, and garlic were the best Aurelio's I've ever had.
0: I love the fact that you're like maybe the sauce wasn't tomatoy enough. Maybe it's the garlic, and there's zero possibility it was the spinach because
1: green. Oh no, 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 no. I mean, spinach just adds like a leafy. It doesn't really have a taste, right? Like it's just kinda... yeah. I'm I, I just you know I know a lot of
0: people like oh, the only context they'll have spinach is like within on pizza or in a calzone or something. Because like so Aurelio's caters, uh, WBBM. For bears games when they so they get all their food and there was a day where i got off the clock at noon so most people had already had their pick through of stuff and instead of you know now to you know make everything uh you know proper for covid protocols and all that stuff instead of just like lots of pizzas they have like a bunch of individual pizzas well the one day they they did Kelzones instead the problem is they weren't labeled so you're oh. kind of guessing when you grab one.
1: <laughs> That's tough.
0: So I grabbed one, and it was just a buttload of spinach. And this is the name of your album, isn't it? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we play lettuce covers. <laughs> but, but I just like took one bite into it and was like, yeah, okay, no, because like it's a good sound for it spinach Blah. yeah like okay spinach is okay when it's accompanied by cheese and grease and whatever but like yeah. a big hunk of spinach you, you can just keep it and mind you i know one of the reasons that and i mentioned it before that's hard for me to eat healthy is because like earthy is not my flavor profile i'm not mm-hmm. a big earthy guy and it's even more than just ew green but it's just like i you know i don't do earthy very well so, i get that so like, so just like having that and then knowing that probably the rest of them, because there were only like five of them left at that point, were also probably all spinach, was just like something delicious staring me in the face, but just knowing that it wasn't going to be good no matter which way I went. So I took
1: one of the cookies. Well, you can't go wrong there. So it was you in the email memo we got about how, why is there a bite taken out of every calzone in the WBBM <laughs> kitchen? <laughs> oh that's frowned upon <laughs> yeah yeah sorry especially during COVID, rick i mean come on at least bite it through your mask it's <laughs> the least you could do just taste <laughs> test but see yeah you're right about the spinach though because i guess if you're having a pizza and it adds an element of healthiness or greens or and it's not the worst thing in the world for you obviously but i don't see what it adds I yet right. to determine what it adds. I'm sure there's something and I don't have like my wife has a really good yeah. knack of being able to taste something and say, that's X, Y, Z herb or this flavor or whatever. I can't really do that. I have trouble doing that, but maybe someone with a more trained palate would be better at telling me exactly what spinach adds.
0: Oh, by the way, this doesn't really have anything to do with much. I watched Borat 2 this
1: morning. I watched it this weekend. Did you like it? It was not as good as the original, which is no. probably impossible. Sure. You also now can't get away with some of the stuff you got away with back then. But, dude, yeah. there was some stuff in there that made me want to pull my shirt over my head for yeah. a few moments. <laughs> yes. and I, we're not going to spoil it. Let's give no. everybody a week before we talk about it. Yeah. But I'll just say the scene in the ball. Yep. And the scene in the synagogue. Yep. Oh, my, <laughs> my God. God. I was like, dude, those are those, how was he doing this? Those ladies that were saints. <laughs> Oh, that lady died, Saints. too. Uh, oh, did uh, she? They had her... Because I watched the entire credits to see if there were any deleted scenes. Oh. And there was, like, a little memory for her. So if you see Borat, uh, th- the new one, you'll know what we're talking about when it's over. But the woman who was very nice to him in a certain scene passed away between filming and release. Oh. Um, but, yeah, she was awesome. She was awesome. Love that lady. We need more people like that in the world. Yes. Let's just put it that way. But Yeah, so
0: for those people that are like me that were genuinely concerned that this could be really bad and just, you know, going at some nostalgia. It is at very minimum worth a watch.
1: It's worth a watch. And it's it, it it's not the same jokes over and over. Right. It's, they're, they're similar, but it's it, it's legitimately funny. There were good laughs. I didn't know where it was going to go. It wasn't derivative. It was the same character, but I think it, it, he did a good job of uh, making it a different story. Mm-hmm. And it had some heart to it. It was good. I, I truly enjoyed it. Yeah. Nothing like the original but uh, And I, I had avoided all the Giuliani stuff so that I wouldn't have it spoiled
0: for me. And oh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's that.
1: There, that. That there is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So I actually had a pizza experience uh, last night into this morning. That it's is a big vi- ass pizza. <laughs> it really was. So yesterday uh, I get off of work and I order a pizza and pick it up on my way home and I had like a basic idea of when my wife was getting off of work. So I'm like, okay, I'll just like house this thing or at least eat as much as I'm going to house it and maybe put the leftovers away and then get rid of the evidence before she gets home. Well, I have the pizza box sitting on the the table, which is not hard to see (laughs) when you come through the door. So I hear the lock because our locks are pretty old. So They're really loud. From the moment you put the key in, I hear that. I go, oh, crap. And I take the pizza box because in my living room, it's like TV. If you're looking at it on the right walls, the TV, then you have the table, the couch and my desk. And my desk is pretty big and it's covered on both sides. So you can't see what's underneath it. So I take that box, close it up so that, you know, a bunch of a bunch of crumbs don't fly out. And I throw that sucker underneath the desk. Frisbee style. Not quite, because I didn't want want to make that much noise. (laughs) Okay, good point. Good move. Yes. So I kind of forget about it, and I'm assuming she still hasn't seen it, because she doesn't really have much, she doesn't have anything like in the desk, so she has no reason to really be behind the desk much in the morning. So then I come to sit down for the podcast, turn on the computer, get the board going, all that stuff,
1: and my foot kicks out,
0: and I kick the pizza box I forgot about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's like a family of mice in there. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Just chowing down. Well, good to know. That. I mean, there's probably not much left, knowing you. Oh, in the box, um, there's none. Yeah, good move. Good for you. Do you eat the cheese that's like left behind on the uh, on the cardboard? Uh, there wasn't any, actually, on this oh, one. Oh, good for you. Yeah, where, where was it from? Did you say that already? Uh, I did not.
0: No, it's from uh, Dominic's, which is in Villa Park on St. Charles Road. Okay, Very good pizza. I might have described it a couple weeks ago where it's a crust where it's not like the super, super cr- like cracker thin, mm-hmm. but it's a thin crust where just the little bit that there is on the inside is maybe just like I like the fact that the inside is just that little bit chewy. So it, it, I don't know. It's like when I want a certain texture, I'll go with a certain place. And I was in the mood for that. And they're the place that sells
1: RC. And I've been on kind of an RC Cola kick lately. Well, I love RC Cola. The problem is diet right sucks. And when I have sugar, I choose not to do it in pop form. I choose to do it in, I'll oh, have some ice cream or a cookie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so DQ, the home of DQ closed last week so we went for one last visit right it was raining out but i'm like screw it let's just let's go let's go one more time before they close uh addy got a blizzard i got a blizzard and then as we're leaving i'm like well let me take some dilly bars home just because we'll keep in the freezer and then when we get that hankering they'll uh you know they'll be they'll hit the spot for us so i bought like eight dilly bars and they're like would you like a quart of ice cream to go to like well how much is that four dollars yes i would yes thank you very much for asking so got a court and then um went to target and got some root beer so me and eddie made root beer floats last night dude the root beer float is such an underappreciated part of fat society the greatest thing about the root beer float and there's many there's many great things it's ice cream it's a sweet soda sweet pop it's amazing but somehow the ice cream like crystallizes Mm -hmm. when you pour the pop on it yep oh man is that good i feel like it was a a good ripper float man oh i feel like it was a
0: more common part of fat culture a generation or two ago so like for me there was a a place that was like an ice cream like a like a, a pop and ice cream place in naperville that my grandparents would take me to that I've brought up a couple times before called Cock Robin. And yes, you can say Robin on the radio. <laughs> and <laughs> and my grandma would always get to go and get the Jamocha shake. My grandpa would always get the root beer float. And I feel like those are two things that while like I know at Arby's the Jamocha shake is still around, the fact that the root beer float isn't as much of a mainstay as it used to be except at you know like your ice cream shops where it's just kind of there for novelty now as much as anything. Yeah. It really is something that we, yeah, when you have one every once in a
1: great while, you're like, "Man, that really does hit the spot." You have mentioned that your grandma loves cock robin in the past. Um so, the your flow thing, I think part of it is too everyone's in a hurry all the time. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants the fastest thing they can get. They want to get in and out. A root beer float takes a little bit of time to make. You know, they, they bubble up fast. So you got to pour the pop slowly so it doesn't ruin it. The the one complaint that I have, and it's not a complaint so much as an observation, it takes a lot of pop to have a proper root beer float. Like a True. can of pop is not enough. No, because if you have the straw spoon combo, you're drinking that root beer in twelve seconds. Twelve ounces of pop is nothing. I think you need at least thirty two ounces of pop to make it worthwhile. And I, you know, we bought Addie the mini cans of, of A&W because she loves bubbly, you know, like the sparkling, whatever you call yeah. it, the sparkling water. But inevitably, all over my house are three quarter cans of, or like a quarter can left of bubbly, Yeah, five or six around her house at a time.
0: I swear that is, I don't, and this is an unfair characterization. I'm, I'm, I am phrasing it as that. I feel like this is a, more of a woman thing because it's my mom does that. Uh, my wife does that. I, I have many other. Well, that sounds really bad. Uh, other women <laughs> that I hang out with in my life do the same type of thing. So not in that same context, though. Uh, so, so, yeah, I feel like I don't know. Maybe it's just a pure number of ounces type thing, yeah. but it's very odd.
1: Well, that's any time you host a party. Remember parties? Remember when people came Do, over? That that,
0: that was, I remember, like, my wedding was, how could anybody follow me? Oh, just follow the trail of, like, third, the, the, the like, one-third drank beers. Because you set it down, and then it's gone. Yep. And you know, like, and you're moving and you're doing and everything, and it's like, okay, well, if you just follow the, the you know, mostly full bud lights, you'll probably co- catch up to me at some point. <laughs>
1: you'll find Rick, yeah, and discarded uh, Reese's pieces. Um, but for me, whenever we host a party, it's bottles of water because mm-hmm. people get a bottle of water and they drink it. And they're like, oh, is this one mine or yours? I don't know. And then they just sit there. Yep. So we started buying those little stubby bottles of water, and the same thing happens. <laughs> Like, somehow they leave half the stubby bottle. Like, finish your water. Everyone finish your G-damn water because I'm tired of this. I'm tired of a million half-drank waters sitting around the party. Or put your name on it or something. My God. By the way, speaking of water, I didn't write this down, but it came to me yesterday for very specific reasons. If we have people that work in the medical profession, maybe the gastroentronomical, is that right? Gastroentronomical? Sure. uh, World. I need this question answered answer because it's been a thing my whole life. Going about my day, stomach's fine. No problems at all. Feeling good, feeling fine. Had breakfast, had lunch, no issues. Go chug a water, right? Get like a pint of water, drink a pint of water in the middle of my day. Five minutes later, my stomach's a disaster. I get the bubbling, you know, it's it, it, the itis they call it. Why does water trigger a stomach ache sometimes i don't understand this that's does this happen to anyone is it just me that's very odd um okay. i yeah, mean not, maybe if it happened to you, i'd feel better about it
0: <laughs> i mean i've maybe it's just a volume a pure volume thing where you have whatever's left in your stomach and then that is just adding to the volume or it's yeah, it could be. mixing the you know whatever little bit of mixing or diluting of whatever it is Maybe that does something to your stomach. I'll have that maybe if I like chug two bottles of water in a short period of time, which I've been wanting to do. So then I'm kind of, you know, it's more of just kind of like a, a full bloated type feeling, but
1: oh, yeah, not as not,
0: not as much of the, okay, things are going down now. That's more reserved for things that are not okay. good for my stomach. Like inevitably tonight when I'm doing highlights for the Bears game and I'm there to like probably one or two in the morning and I'll I'll pop a five hour energy then that becomes a race against time from time to time
1: yeah see it wasn't a race against time but it was just like all of a sudden the water is what set everything off there's got to be science you might be right it might just be now your stomach's full and something needs to happen right I don't know it's just it happens to me more often for it to just be like a coincidence I don't know it's strange by the way it's been too long since we told our friends about Dr. Squatch natural handmade in the usa soap company i am running low by the way rick on my shampoo really and conditioner yeah i gotta put a new order in very soon it lasted me like four months or something it's been a while since i ordered the hair care product mm-hmm. um so i gotta place that order uh i gotta see if any of that drunken pumpkins left because that stuff smells awesome what jay are you talking about dr squatch Dot com. Made in the USA natural handmade soaps, hair care products, colognes, beard oils, hand sanitizers. They make toothpaste now. Anything you need to feel better, to smell better, to have healthier skin and hair. Dr. Squatch has it. Here's what you need to do: go to dr squatch.com. On the top right of the page, you're going to see the Squatch quiz. Take that Squatch quiz, find out the right products for you. Then when you check out, enter that promo code I'm FAT20, and you'll save 20% on your order while helping the podcast at the same time i recommend my favorite scent is the cool fresh aloe i also love the pine tar that's sort of the flagship soap at dr squatch and like i've been talking about that hair care kit is absolutely phenomenal and a pro tip pick yourself up a soap saver it's a one-time investment that will make your soap last two or three times longer than it would just sitting on the side of your tub or your shower taking on water the soap saver is an absolute must. If you feel like you're going to be a squatcher for life and a lot of people who have joined from listening to us have become that, get yourself that triple wide soap saver. I've got four bars on there at a time so I can rotate between scents, between textures, all the things I love about Dr. Squatch. DrSquatch.com, take that Squatch quiz and at checkout, use that promo code IMFAT20 to save on your order. Yeah, I'm going to have to switch over to the Cedar Citrus soon enough because I'm about
0: out of the... Uh, eucalyptus greek yogurt but i mean it lasted over a month so yeah, that is last. so very good quality and i'm kind of excited to get back to a little bit more a l- at least slightly more uh, a pungent scent because the eucalyptus greek yogurt if you're if you need to tone down on the scent a little bit that's a really good one for you and it exfoliates so right. yeah. it's it's a like real good option too
1: uh, and if the check to see it might be gone they might because it was a limited r- release but if that drunken pumpkin is left grab one of those i said on the madhouse podcast that if i could uh, imagine what ron swanson smells like that's what it would be <laughs> so And that and appeals
0: and basic women would be all over you
1: <laughs> yes yes they would it's a bourbon-y pumpkin oh it's awesome it smells Ooh. so so good uh so yeah drsquatch.com promo code i'm fat 20. All right, Rick. Uh, I had one purchase made this week that just like my Aurelio's pizza with tomato and garlic and, and uh spinach. Never thought I would buy. Was at Costco, mm-hmm. which is the greatest place for middle-aged men to shop for clothes. Maybe replacing <laughs> Kohl's at this point. Wow. <laughs> I got fleece-lined pants. They're made by Eddie Bauer. So they're like I don't I'm bad at describing fabrics. Almost like um like gym shorts kind of or like swimsuit material oh okay? okay on the outside and then inside it's and they look like jeans mine are gray they look they're cut like jeans like they got the five pockets they've got another pocket like on the thigh for storage or whatever uh and they wear like jeans you wear a belt with them they've got back pockets and everything but inside is fleece lined and i said to hope like i know it's cold but when am i ever going to wear these she goes anytime we're going to see friends this winter we're going to be outside I'm like you are absolutely correct. Yeah, I am buying these, and I love them. We had uh, people over, like I said, for the fire pit, and it was maybe 40 degrees out. Everybody was cold in blankets. I'm like, I'm good. I- I'm here. I am in my fleece pants, feeling fine. So if you got a Costco near you, and you know things move out all the time at Costco, uh, they're like 24.99. It was a great deal, and I got them in my uh, my size, and they had big sizes and small sizes and everything in between. So uh, yeah, man, Costco. You can get some good ass stuff there for cheap and like brand name stuff. Like I, I was shocked to see Eddie Bauer stuff there. It wasn't like,
0: like I'm, th- I'm thinking the brand, the, the, the knockoff brand that would be more Costco would be like Eddie,
1: this Eddie Bowman, Eddie Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, was, uh, I looked four or five times like, is this actually Eddie Bauer? It was, you know, the little cursive logo and everything. It, they're nice. And maybe they're like, you know, Marshall's gets things that are undersold. Or, like, maybe one sleeve is a little bit longer than the other. Yeah. Imperfection sort of things, and that's how you get the deal. But these fit great. They look great. There's nothing wrong with them. Maybe they're just sort of, uh, maybe they made too many or something like that. But it was a great deal. And if they're still there next time I go, I'm going to get some because they're awesome. I love them. And it'd be nice to have for, you know, if Addy wants to go sledding or something, it's something I could wear that's not as restrictive as snow pants. Yeah. snow Snow pants can be rough. Yeah. So they're great. But I got I do have snow pants, by the way, that I got at Walmart for like eight bucks, and they're great. So huh. whatever you need. But I'm telling you, man, those Costco, Eddie Bauer, I don't know what they're called. I wish I, I should have saved the label so I could tell everybody. But you can't miss them. They're fleece lined. I think they come in gray. And then there was another brand that came in like a, like a khaki color. Look at so, you. You've gone from
0: jeans to chinos to, to, fashion flee- to fleecy pants and... <laughs> I mean that that's impressive. Oh, one thing I saw this this week that good you know good on them for planning. I'm all for people that want to do a lot of planning. So Oreo, one of our favorite items and companies, Oreo has heeded the advice of NASA because NASA said, "Hey, there's like a 0.4 percent chance." Which, by the way, when I saw that, when we're talking about asteroids and the fact that they could, you know, break the atmosphere and get into Earth, which wouldn't be great, obviously, for, you know, civilization, uh, a 0.4% chance is still a little high for my liking. So what Oreo did is they made a huge global vault up in, like, between Norway. It's like some weird archipelago between Norway and the North Pole, where all it has, well, I'm sure it has a little bit more, a boatload of Oreos and a ton of powdered milk so that if you want milk, you can just put the powdered milk with the snow and let it melt.
1: Well, that's just good thinking. Yeah. That's how you prepare. And the shelf life of those two is significant. If I got to go down, I go down with a bundle of Oreos. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. And uh, oh, by the way, the date on that uh, November 2nd. So uh, please listen to the
0: podcast and get as much Dr. Squatch as you can <laughs> while we still live. Yes. Go Bears. That would be helpful.
1: But I, I would say uh, the day before the election would be really good timing for an asteroid to hit the Earth.
0: Oh, wouldn't it? That really, <laughs> that, really that would really just be top notch. Yeah, just the gods saying no. no.
1: No. No.
0: Sorry. You're not allowed. You,
1: you, you blew
0: it. <laughs> you blew it. Oh, so for those that were watching. Speaking of blowing it. Yeah. Well, actually, in a way. Uh, for those of you that were watching the hot mic for the feedback episode, you got to see Jay try a 30 year old piece of gum. (laughs) Yes. And now you say there's a follow up to this.
1: Yes. Uh, this, a lot happened around the fire pit this weekend. I'm telling you. So my friend, Sarah came over and, uh, she's a fan of stale candy for whatever reason. By the way, Sarah, not a fat at all. She's one of the skinniest people I know um well yeah just, she's
0: eating stale candy she doesn't right. want that much more
1: <laughs> she just has this this desire for stale candy so i knew to save the piece of the 1990 wax pack tops gum the second piece i had for her so i come to the basement i unwrap the pack and i just carry the wax pack wrapper out as if it's a plate and i go here she's like what's this i go this is a 30 year old piece of tops gum and she was so excited to try it and the same exact experience. She was sitting probably 10 feet across from me. Took a bite and it was like the... shattered. <laughs> just shattered. <laughs> Somehow, but hers was fully intact. Wow. For 30 years, it never broke in the pack. The one I ate was in three or four pieces. This one was a fully intact 30-year-old piece of Topps gum. And uh, same experience where it just sort of turned to dust. Where you can't even chew it. You can't work it into a gum at all. It just almost becomes a pixie stick, and that's the end of it. But it was the taste was there. But there's what I notice is a bit of a lingering chemical taste, Mm -hmm. which is not surprising. Whatever preservative they put on it probably has a taste, and that outlasts whatever the flavor of the gum is. Right? Um,
0: It outlasts the thirty-five seconds
1: (laughs) somehow. (laughs) Somehow it outlasts the taste of a tops piece of gum. But yeah, it was. It was not good it was not something i would do again but i'm still here i'm still alive and so is sarah so uh if, if all you have to eat is 30 year old gum you're safe to do so
0: okay one last thing before we get to ask fat questions i saw this and it intrigued me this is from pet from not petridge that's different pepperidge farm the milano cookies with a different flavor oh amaretto hot cocoa
1: amaretto hot cocoa huh i mean it's not gonna be bad it's a milano right but i'd rather just have a hot cocoa one is that weird i'd rather do it without the amaretto
0: yeah probably no that makes sense i know like that's what that's what throws me off about it
1: and i'm intrigued amaretto stone sour is the first boozy drink boozy cocktail that everyone has uh, especially at weddings
0: that is like that at, at weddings you're either having beer amaretto stone sour or seven and seven and or a screwdriver or a screwdriver yeah yep those are for your lunch weddings
1: yeah um i'll try it i mean it's a milano it can't be bad do you know this about me rick that when i lived in downers grove i lived across the street from the Pepperidge farm factory what Oh, yeah. I lived on, like, 55th and Fairview, right there. So, Kitty Corner, to me, was, like, the... I say, like, too much. Someone pointed that out to me on Twitter. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. Kitty Corner, for me, was the White Fence Farm standalone walk-in place. Hmm. And then across the street from that was the Pepper Farm Factory. And when I used to wait for that train, the Burlington Northern, oh, just the smells coming out of that place of, like, whatever. The bread was baking or the cookies were baking. Yeah. Yeah oh it would just sweep the air and it was intoxicating there was never like so I, I think every factory at some point puts out a bad smell in my year maybe yeah it was a year in downers grove never an unpleasant smell from a pepper farm factory and it was almost like an alarm clock you know like they would get there early and they start making stuff and then around seven o'clock is when those aromas would come out and it was just enough to wake you out of bed you know the old was it Folgers crystals where people like I smell coffee I'm awake now yeah you know it, it's it was almost literally like that where the smell of the pepper farm factory especially in the months where you have the windows open oh man that's the one thing I miss about living there you know it's <laughs> funny the uh, big there was a huge factory by my
0: high school uh that's still there the uh uh gel oh yeah yeah that that factory is in west chicago and it's of only a few blocks from the high school. And I don't remember there ever being a smell. Maybe it's because they're not really like making anything too much. Because like if for those yeah, that, that aren't be. like, you know, gel cert, when you think of those little like popsicles that are like 100 for 10 bucks or whatever, or not even the 10 bucks, those are those are what's made there. So it's not like you're baking anything they're or not anything like anything. that. They're not
1: baking anything, yeah. But
0: still... Like that, for one thing, that's a place I always wanted to go into for whatever reason that I never did.
1: The opposite of the Pepperidge Farm Factory is what I experienced in high school. I went to St. Lawrence. So anyone who went to St. Lawrence or Revis down the street knows the early morning smells of the Argo Corn Factory. Oh. Does not go well with early morning football practice. Like, all right, run. And the stench. (laughs) No. uh, And then inevitably too during the school year it was the argo smell us having practice before school like 5 a.m football practice and then the lunch ladies we be making the egg sandwiches oh and then also not just that the smell of the mopped floors like you know like you walk into a bar that was mopped the night before yes like you know we do remotes and like oh you got to be at like scoreboards bar and grill at 6 a.m. for a cubs opening day broadcast and you could tell they mopped and closed you walk in you're like <laughs> and there's like a humidity in the air yeah all those things combined to st lawrence football practices for me argo corn factory eggs uh mop no. humidity oh my god that awful that's Ugh. disgusting let's talk t- about Peppers farm again
0: yeah seriously let's talk about anything else and answer your ask a fat question I participate in McDonald's
1: ask a fat about this and that it's time to chat with the fans first ask a fat question comes from Michael and it comes with a photo which doesn't help you listening to the podcast but I'll describe it have you seen this thoughts I don't know guys I like a lot of weird stuff but I don't know this is a picture and I've seen this in the jewels Uts crab potato chips there's a little literal crab on the bag, and the chips look barbecue-ish. They've got some sort of red sprinkling on them. Now, this is something... Is the crab moving around? No, it does have a knife, though. <laughs> like, like the one movie. in the Yeliyah's. <laughs> <laughs> the <Yep>. knife-wielding crab. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know. If anyone's tried this, let us know about it, because it sounds semi-tempting to me. It sounds like something I would taste, but because of my wife's allergy to shellfish, I'm not going to waste a potential shrimp visit on that um but I, I would try that to me that sounds appealing because it's probably not the taste of crab meat it's probably got like the bay seasoning or whatever um the things you sort of remember about crab not so much the actual taste of crab mm-hmm. the way that um crap i just lost it what was i going to say i was gonna i thought of something else that... oh like the dr Squatch uh drunken pumpkin soap doesn't smell like a pumpkin pumpkin spice doesn't taste like a pumpkin it just gives you the memories of pumpkin pie fall so it's the nutmeg the cinnamon those sort of things that you associate with pumpkins i think it's i'm assuming the crab chip would be the same thing but if you've tried the Utz crab chips let us know i'm fat at gmail.com yeah i am in, i'm intrigued by
0: that as well even though i'm not someone who is a shelf i don't know like any sort of fish i just haven't really haven't been exposed to a ton but also haven't really been interested to
1: yeah Er, i got you on so i
0: don't know all right my first one comes from mitch who wants to know i work with two people who host a podcast about food let's say their names begin with r and j they never share samples of food with their teammates should they no
1: this is research this is show research we first of all we don't get sent a lot of samples and if anyone would like to fix that right hit us up i'm fatpod at gmail.com we'll take your samples and we'll try stuff for you Um, But yeah, we can't, that's, that's show content that we can't share. And we can't be, uh, you know, especially in this day and age of COVID and these unprecedented times, we can't be sharing our treats. Yeah. I mean, really
0: how irresponsible. So this, you know, unidentified person named Mitch that came up with this. I mean, let's be more responsible about this. All we care about is our food consumption and sometimes people.
1: Somebody asked me the other day. If I write off my fast food <laughs> and I was like, I don't. Oh, but I probably could within reason. I probably that... could. Like if I was going to like a good example, we tried the Wendy's pub burger. Mm-hmm. That was specifically tried for the show. I probably could write that off now that we formed an LLC. Oh, my God. We actually could. I, I got to ask. I got to ask my X. I I just said X. I I have to ask my financial advisor um, who I'm wasting his fancy because they don't have any finances. Um, what he thinks, if I can write off a bag of chips. Oh, I saw these uh, Utz crab chips. Can I write those off? Sure. Write off a dollar twenty five or whatever they cost. I'm telling you, I'll bet we could. Oh, wow. I'm going to have a lot more of those burgers <laughs> if we can. <laughs> Rick's going to send me like a. A, uh, a, a big cardboard box full of his receipts oh here's see, my yeah, write house for the see, year
0: see the thing is and that's <laughs> that would be my problem is that i'm nowhere near organized enough for that because i love my tax lady so much because if she just says like she'll just say print your bank statements highlight everything that you believe can be written off and then attach a sheet that like has the totals. Like I just do the simple math myself because oh, nice. like I'm I'm good with that stuff. So whatever, yeah, simple math I can do it. Um, and then just like a brief explanation of like each thing, so that way if she has questions she can call me. But otherwise, I basically have a key there for. Her.
1: I like that. That's a good plan. We'll start just highlighting any time you go eat fast food okay so this market is show research so
0: like three quarters of my bank statement now is going to be highlighted just,
1: just highlight the entire page oh that'd be and fun. then like x out um you know a little yeah yeah something small it's like yeah okay uh or no it's your question <laughs> yeah this one from our guy russ uh, schneider our unofficial official producer what is a food item that you ordered and was just too much for you you may have known what you were getting into, or it could have been a surprise. My example, a while back, I was on a first date and we went to Leona's. We ordered an appetizer of mozzarella sticks. The waitress asked us how many we wanted. My date and I looked at each other and she said eight. <laughs> I agreed. The waitress said, okay. A little while later, she returned with eight egg roll sized mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Our server did not warn us that they were sold individually. Yes, we have oh, talked wow. about the Leona's cheese stick here. Uh Egg roll is accurate. I say the size of a Twinkie, a mozzarella stick the size of a Twinkie. That's how big they are. And yes, you do have to order them individually. But if I got eight of those, I wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't be mad about that at all.
0: That's really good. That is
1: funny. I wonder what that bill looked like too. Oh, Leona's not expensive, but definitely not cheap. Okay, like it's a nice meal. So I'm sure that was that probably set them back a little bit. But I've there's better ways to be set back or worse ways to be set back. Than eight Twinkie-sized mozzarella sticks. Now, Rick, I think of our trip to Lassen's mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago when you ordered the 15 bonus wings. I'm like, you better be hungry. Yeah. And you're like, what? 15 bonus wings? Lassen's bonus wings are chicken tenders.
0: Yes, they do. <laughs> they really are. It is out of control. I, I just texted you a picture of another one. Oh. This was on, look at the size of that plate compared to the beer.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. So this was while oh, looks good. while Colleen and I were on our honeymoon, uh, this place in Myrtle Beach was called Nacho Hippo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, Sounds authentic.
0: Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, okay. So the bartender comes over to our table, asks what we'd like, and we are, we're each like, okay, well, we each get a, a thing with nachos. And, or, you know, we're probably like, okay, that, that's fine. You know, one for each of us, and that's our meal. No, this thing is gigantic. Like I considered it an accomplishment for me to get this thing down to plate level. And I got it just a little below plate level, but this thing was stacked, piled. And yeah, it has like some green stuff on it, but it's like jalapenos and just like a little bit of lettuce. But good Lord, A, was it good? And B,
1: was it gigantic? Oh, that looks so good. I'm just staring at this plate while you're telling the story. Now I have a taste for nachos. Oh, man. I'm trying to think, like, there's got to be something. It's just not coming to me. But I I think the Lassen's boneless wings are a good example because they changed, like, oh, we got new tender. We got new uh, boneless wings. Oh, okay, cool. And then they brought, I think the same thing happened to me where I'm like, oh, 15. Because I can take down 30 beat ups boneless wings without blinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, "Ah, all right, 15 should be good. They're legit large size chicken tenders. So that's probably mine too. All right, got one here. Is it my turn? No, it's your turn. No, it's mine. This one's from De Orange Mamba. Okay. What are some underrated desserts?
0: I think graham crackers and frosting always delivers, maybe even more consistently than the more celebrated s'more. Well, one, you're wrong about that part. Hmm. But I think that's a solid one.
1: That is a solid one underappreciated I, desserts okay so i th- one in mind yeah
0: i thought of one and this was one i more manufactured when i was uh going through the store was i think uh wafers are underrated like the the vortman where it's like the little bit of like flavored cream in okay. there i think sure. those are underrated i got a pack of the lemon ones and a pack of the raspberry ones and i would pair them up and then have a lemon raspberry bite And it was fantastic. So even if you wanted to, you know, go with like a little bit of whipped cream in between those and and give like a third bit of a flavor in there, it's also a possibility.
1: Boy, does this count? Does my Mrs. Fields cookie cake count? Uh, Probably not. Because it's not a staple. It's not something people get often, right? Like to me, it's my birthday. That's what I want. I don't want a cake. I don't want cupcakes. Now, if I you, want okay, if you say that specifically as my
0: birthday dessert, okay, then right. I think you're set. Then I think you're okay, because most people would want either cake or pie or ice cream or something else. But to say you want that as your birthday dessert, I think that's fair. Okay, what if I
1: said chips Ahoy cookies? Does that count? Yeah, I think yeah, they're probably. better than people give them credit for.
0: Okay. I I
1: tend to slightly disagree, but they're not bad by any stretch. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have any. I, I rate them all. I, maybe for me, if someone makes an apple pie and there's a bunch of other stuff around, I'll usually skip the apple pie. But then, you know, maybe a couple of minutes go by and I finish off a plate. I'm like, yeah, I just want to taste that. Oh. And sometimes that's the best thing. Did you? I, I think feel i think i texted you about it
0: the apple pie concrete at andy's uh no oh my god is that thing good it's i mean it's what you would expect it's like little bits of actual apple along with little bits of pie crust is there caramel in it no there There should should. (laughs) there should however it's still really damn good
1: that sounds amazing i'm gonna be nearish in andy's today i might have to take a little extra a little extra ride and try that out all right i'm down with that I, and everything andy's is good yes Ugh, I, I think i told you to build one right by my mom's house that's gonna be can't expensive. talk about it too much or it will explode <laughs> <clears throat> all right <laughs> this one comes from blake what is the hierarchy of fatness now here's his list based on our conversations normie doughy thick fat and then the last ranking is andy reed what layers did i miss i actually think that's pretty good it's pretty good but you got to have a skinny there's a skinny before a normie Mm -hmm. is there something between normie and doughy or does thick become or does thick come before doughy i think thick might come before doughy
0: yeah, we I think the, because, well, I think at least in terms of the bigger, even outside of the fat community conversation, thick is more positive, has a more positive connotation than right. doughy. I mean, they're both positive connotations to us and to the fat community. But if we right. take that into account, I would say, yeah, probably thick before doughy.
1: So we talked like the other week we talked about Shane Reardon. Mm-hmm. Right. And someone asked, is is he a fat? We we're like, no. But I think he would count as a thick. Probably, he's, a, yeah. he's stocky. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a big gut, and he's not like he's not doughy by any means. But he'll be fat someday, I believe. Yes. Uh, but he's not quite doughy. So I'm gonna go skinny, normy, thick, doughy, fat. And I don't. I think Andy Reid falls in the cat, fat category. But what's beyond fat? Like, what's the highest level of like? Oh, that's hmm. oh boy, that's really really because um, I think Andy Reed is not as big as he looks because of all the red he wears. bedridden or <laughs> I wash myself with a rag on a stick Waited yes. waited at a truck stop yes that that would work
0: yeah
1: hmm we need to find this is a project for our listeners too I'm fatpot at gmail.com. What is the rating beyond fat? yeah I think that's I think that's fascinating
0: with that because that that could be a big project that we work on there's there's a lot of tentacles to that
1: yeah and don't forget our other project we need a holiday design for our tea public shop hit us up by friday i'm fat pod actually by thursday if you can i'm fat pod at gmail.com reminder by the way T public has a site-wide sale this wednesday through saturday all classic teas are 13 bucks everything else is up to 35 percent off all right rick i've got two more i know your question is next
0: okay at McRiblove, one of our guys.
1: Our guy, yes. What, mem-
0: what member of Big Chocolate, Hershey's, M&M, Mars, or Cadbury, has the best tasting chocolate? Cadbury. No hesitation. I was going to say, that was, that was really quick. What, um, uh, what umbrella does, I'm just curious, what does Dove fall under? Or are they independent of all that? That's a good question. Who
1: owns Dove chocolate? I don't know the answer to that. I will look it up. I'm looking it up now. Uh, damn it! Don't give me the soap. <laughs> oh, that's Mars. Mars. Okay. Well, that's really close then, because
0: Cadbury is delicious, but Dove is really damn good too.
1: I love the milkiness of Cadbury. Their milk chocolate is the milkiest, mm-hmm. I think. But I. But at the same time, when I'm in the well, it's because there's not a lot of Cadbury stuff in the temptation aisle. Yeah, that that's when I buy chocolate. Yes. And by the way, based on our conversation from last week, I was actively seeking a crackle, can't find it.
0: Yeah, it's it's not easy to find. I swear, you can only get it in like Halloween packs.
1: Yeah, snack size. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, I know what
0: Halloween pack I'm buying
1: this year. Enjoy so, all the Mr. Goodbar, kids.
0: So I want to know how the conversations went at like stores like Walgreens when they were deciding when putting in all the COVID protocols, which aisle are they basing? the directions on because i'm convinced they started by saying okay let's start with our candy aisle that has to be the one heading back further into the store and just you go and then you just alternate off of that because i haven't been to any store cvs walgreens wherever any of those type of convenience stores where the candy aisle is not the one headed further back into the store where i at least i would think people are more likely to go through it
1: that's an fascinating thought because you're right there is gotta there's got there has got to be one and you think it's probably towards the middle because people kind of wander and then head especially a place like walgreens where you go to walgreens you have a destination you're mm-hmm. there for a reason right most grocery stores you're just trying to hit the entire store on most days and do your weaving but a place like walgreens strategically i think they strategically place their candy where they do because that's the first like really obvious aisle to walk down usually because you walk right in and most Walgreens you walk right in and it's the makeup section yeah so for so for
0: women probably different but for
1: us it makes no sense to go down that aisle no so now I'm thinking when I go to the store what's the aisle I never miss and to me that's the chip aisle yeah well I mean there's always the logic of like
0: the milk is always in the back because that's mm-hmm. stuff that basically everybody needs, so you force them to walk through basically every other aisle or at least walk past it. Like, that's always right. been a thing with most stores. So it's it's kind of following that logic, but just for more of a convenience store setting, It I am convinced that everything is set off of the candy aisle.
1: I'll, I will talk to, you remember Dawn from Whole Foods, mm-hmm. yeah. our, uh, our food Sherpa. I will reach out to Dawn and ask her if there is a strategy on the aisle basing now this is whole foods it's different but i'm sure she's got experience in other stores i'll see if there's some sort of logical design to where the aisles go and why that's that's a good question for dawn maybe we'll put her on the podcast someday you could ask your ask ask a grocer yeah i mean
0: we'd have to you know make sure she knows to keep her vegetable propaganda off of our
1: podcast but you know yeah i know dawn i think she's she will she'll partake in our in our food culture very 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 well all right on the topic of candy bars, this one comes from Michael. What candy bar or food would you like to see deep fried that currently isn't or hasn't been? uh maybe because I just
0: had it, but the e l fudge cookies the double the double stuffed
1: ones yeah, that would be a really good deep fried thing hmm. What about? I guess this would be a waffle cone, like a a deep fried ice cream cone. Okay. Like is it? It's different from. But waffle cones aren't no waffle cones aren't fried, they're waffled. Right. Yeah, I think I think some way to make a a sweet like a churro cone, or like a um, what am I thinking of? Like uh, like a cannoli. Cone. You with me? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of that kind of uh, uh, texture to an ice cream cone would be awesome. So that's mine. Uh, Deep fried ice cream cone.
0: Yeah, almost like a deep fried Americone dream type deal, too.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, since you've mentioned Americone dream to me, it's been my more recent go to uh, with my Ben and Jerry's. Haven't gotten milk and cookies for a while. Still my favorite, but I've been taking a break. Also, as the weather's gotten colder, I've been craving mint more than usual. Okay. So I got the mint chocolate cookie, which is vanilla ice cream or it's mint ice cream, but it's not chocolate mint. It's just plain mint with Oreos in it. Ooh, that is good. That does sound good. Yeah. You know what also sounds good for everybody? Making sure
0: that they follow us on all our social media. They email us their thoughts. I'm fatpod at gmail.com. They check out that Tea Public site wide sale that's starting on Wednesday. They subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Use the I'm fat the I'm fat twenty promo code over at Dr. Squatch. And, you know, participate and tell a friend about the podcast because that's what we need.
1: That's what we that need. That's great. what we
0: like. And, you know, we're gluttons for everything.
1: That's definitely true. I got one more question before we wrap sorry. up here from Jason. No, you're good. He says, Jason says, how big of a ripoff are Jack-O'Lantern pizzas? You're telling me I have to pay a premium price for one percent of pepperoni on every slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these holiday themed uh, pizzas. Not a big fan, especially no. the Jackalander ones where they cut pieces out.
0: Yeah, no. Or the uh, like the heart shaped pizzas and whatever. Right, like that. You're you're making a pizza smaller and you're paying more for it. It makes no sense. So stop yeah. it.
1: I think that I can show my wife love by just getting a bigger pizza. It doesn't need to be heart shaped.
0: I'm glad you went that route with that lead-in. So g- good on you for keeping this podcast uh, PG on the day. Well, you started it with an F bomb, so that, well, I'm gonna beep out the F bombs. <laughs> I w- I was I was startled by snow this morning. You sure were. <laughs> which is the name of the first al- of which is the name of the band that uh, had that album from earlier. So, <laughs> yes. So okay, well, I already did all the wrapping up of stuff. Uh, because I was out of questions So we'll talk to you next week He's Jay, I'm Rick And this is the I'm Fat Podcast Alright I think we got a lot accomplished here today With Metro by T-Mobile Your hard earned money goes further